Welcome to the Sales Lead Dog Podcast, hosted by CRM technology and sales process expert, Christopher Smith, talking with sales leaders that have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Listen to find out how the best of the best achieve success with their team and CRM technology. And remember, unless you are the lead dog, the view never changes. Welcome to another episode of Sales Lead Dog. I am very excited about today's guest, Jacob Cinnamon Murphy. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, very excited. I've been uh, telling everybody I know uh, when I booked you that you're going to be on the show. So I'm, I'm very excited. Jacob, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what you're currently doing. Sure. Uh, so I have a, a technical background, but always with a bent towards sales. And currently I'm at LinkedIn as an overlay focused on helping the LinkedIn sales team selling the Sales Navigator solution and the Microsoft sellers that are selling business application solutions to collaborate and sell a bundle together. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, an, it's an interesting role within sales that uh, I'm not a direct seller but more of uh, an overlay or overhead as sometimes I joke uh, with the, the direct sellers who are doing the day-to-day work. Right, right. But you've had a tremendous career. What attracted you to your current position on the sales navigator team? It's a great question. I would say there are two things. Uh, one, uh, I, I loved working at Microsoft for a number of years, so much so that I left and then came back. Um, Toward the end of my time, this last round at Microsoft, I had the opportunity to collaborate with LinkedIn. And part of what was appealing to me was the the vibrancy of their offices, which is probably a little bit awkward to be talking about during the pandemic, you know, how much I loved going in and being face-to-face with you know, 700 other LinkedIn sellers and, um, you know, colleagues in the Chicagoland area. But there was something really unique to me about how everyone engaged and spent a lot of time together in the office and focused not only on the day-to-day work, but also on really investing in the culture of the organization. Uh, So that was a big appeal to me. Uh, The other was having spent time in various sales roles over the years, having the opportunity to really go deep, focusing on helping sellers sell a sales tool to other sellers and being able to help other salespeople up their game. Right, right. Could you talk about your culture a little bit uh, with your organization about what that is, you know, that means so much to you about being uh, in that organization? Absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn is, has some very strong values, uh, a mission statement that we live by, and, you know, our focus is on em- empowering uh, everyone around the world to have greater economic opportunity. And you see it in not only the products that we make at LinkedIn, but how we engage with our members, everyone who has a LinkedIn profile, and with our customers and with our partners. And it's that, uh, to use a term from another uh, expert in the business world, it's that true north uh, that we can focus on that makes it so easy to work together as a company because it's very clear cut 
in most cases, how, how to go to market, how to do the right thing for our members, do the right thing for our customers, and, and do the right thing for our organization. Um, on top of that, there's a lot of investment within LinkedIn, both at the corporate level and at the office level, around both diversity, inclusion, and belonging, which is very important to LinkedIn. But even beyond that, just feeling a sense of community within the organization. Um, right. So there's a lot of investment in involvement and well-being uh, that I also really appreciate. That's awesome. That's so important. Do you miss being going into the office? I absolutely miss going into the office. <laughs> I, I, I will not deny that I have found other uses for my commute time. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a new routine now that I'm working remotely, uh, mm -hmm. you know, five days a week. Uh, I look forward to being able to get back into the office in the future. But I do anticipate that my schedule will be a bit different than it was. It previously was fully five days in the office a week. Yeah. Um, but I do miss seeing the friendly faces, having the uh, impromptu conversations uh, about work, about life. Um, yeah. You know, so that's uh, I, I definitely miss that and oh, I try to make up for it with more virtual engagement and, you know, a, occasional check ins with with one another. Right. Right. Um, if I have re revenue responsibility, as many of our listeners do, from the perspective of strategy, why should I want my sales organization using Sales Navigator? That's a great question. Uh, first, I would say from a prospecting, prospecting perspective, it's really around tapping into a much larger market than you might otherwise be able to access with your uh, company network. Uh, you know, we have over 700 million members on LinkedIn and Sales Navigator unlocks the ability to discover and identify those that could be a good fit as a prospect or as a way for those of you who have uh, a defined uh, account list um, or our relationship managers being able to uncover new relationships in your accounts. Uh, so, you know, whether you're a hunter or a farmer, there's an opportunity to be able to expand your reach. Um, so that's a big piece. It's also uh, pretty critical in, in this day and age where we are overwhelmed with, with saturated inboxes and people are less likely to respond to or even listen to voicemail, finding ways that our prospects are going to care mm -hmm. and be more likely to engage. Um, you know, we see a lot of uptake with LinkedIn in-mail, uh, direct messages through the LinkedIn uh, network. And with Sales Navigator, that's a big piece, is being able to have not only that direct engagement, but having Sales Navigator equip you with insights that can make it a more personalized outreach so that you're more likely to get a response and drive that uh, opportunity to engage and really show the value that you can bring to uh, an individual or an organization. 700 million is a mind boggling number. That is unreal. I knew it was a big number. I didn't realize it was that. That's incredible. Yes. It's, it's interesting. Even in the time that I've been at LinkedIn, the 
the celebrations of hitting new milestones of membership <laughs> have expanded and expanded because it, it, you know, it used to be much smaller numbers that were exciting, you know, years ago. Um, and now it's, uh, but it's the speed at which LinkedIn continues to add members is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really become part of our culture, you know, in uh, our work culture. It's, um, it amazes me how many, students, uh, contact uh, connection requests I'm getting from students, people that are getting close to graduating that are really embracing LinkedIn. It's, I think it's great to see. Absolutely. Tactically, if my boss comes to me and says, hey, we're using Sales Navigator, what is the compelling why that gets me as a, as a sales guy or person that gets me to buy in to using this tool? There are a few things that as an individual contributor or salesperson would be valuable. And a couple of things we've already touched upon, really being able to uncover new prospects or new contacts within an organization, being able to get direct outreach. There are some other pieces as well uh, in terms of being able to enrich the data in CRM. Uh, so, you know, with certain CRM partners being able to have write back of some data like activity. So if you are engaging with a uh, prospect or, or a customer on LinkedIn through Sales Navigator, it can write back that activity. So less data entry. Mm -hmm. uh, so a nice appeal to any salesperson who really wants to focus on getting out and sell uh, rather than uh filling out forms and, and putting data into the system. There's a huge value there. There's also a collaboration aspect. Um, we have the ability to share lead lists and account lists. Um, so if you're part of a sales team or you go after the same prospects that someone in another division goes after and there's cross-sell opportunities, it's a way to be able to share uh, who you're going after and what kind of engagement you have with them to be able to expand your reach. That's a common issue we hear all the time of, you know, when you have different groups selling in the same organization to have that level of insight to know, hey, this group is, is coming in to that same customer or prospect. Uh, it's critical, absolutely critical. That's a huge benefit. Yes, and there's a, another capability being able to discover warm introductions across the, the organization. So with a capability we call Team Link Extend, uh, you have the ability to uncover relationships that might not be business relationships, but are professional uh, relationships or connections on LinkedIn. So someone who's not in a sales role, maybe someone in accounting or HR or an executive has a relationship and a connection on LinkedIn with someone that you would want to have a, a business relationship from a sales perspective, and you get discoverability across the entire organization. Right. So when, when Microsoft acquired LinkedIn, all of a sudden, all of the LinkedIn sellers, and there were about 11,000, 12,000, uh, had access to the entire network of over 100,000 Microsoft employees. Right. And, uh, you know, when you see that that kind of scale within an organization, even smaller organizations, being able to tap into everyone in that network um, and be able to find new prospects and new relationships, it, it really accelerates the, the time to value that you can present to a customer. That's awesome. 
Let's talk about different groups of the, that are involved in sales. What is the why for the different parts like marketing and sales ops? Sure. Um, with sales ops, one thing that I may touch upon a little bit later, but is a new product that we've introduced. It's a second product within uh, LinkedIn Sales Solutions, which is exciting. I've just recently announced it called LinkedIn Sales Insights. And it's a tool that taps into that same uh, pool of data to be able to help sales operations be able to understand territories and define markets and quota for salespeople based on what might really be out there and available in market uh, based on what they know about their target demographics and, and sales organization. Um, so there's that uh, new product, but then just within Sales Navigator, there's also the ability again to have more of a collaborative selling process. Right. So that can be an opportunity to include sales operations into visibility of what's going on. Uh, there's also uh, ROI capabilities to be able to have the CRM system and Sales Navigator in communication so that essentially with a click of a button, you can say, how was Sales Navigator influencing and driving business growth within our sales organization. Um, and that can be powerful for sales operations to understand whether to further invest or um, how to train up new employees mm -hmm. or where to you know, expand you know, sort of sales enablement activity um, across uh, you know, both processes and people. Right. With marketing, uh, there are a few different places. There are some tie-ins to the LinkedIn marketing solutions so if an organization is using LinkedIn marketing solutions, they can then um, more effectively target uh, content and help their salespeople understand when uh, folks that they're marketing to are looking at that content so that the salespeople can immediately jump in. And you know, just knowing how challenging that, that marketing to sales collaboration can be, uh, that can be a huge piece to make it a little more seamless and help marketing and sales sort of share the love and, and show each other value rather than pointing the finger and saying, well, they're not giving me good leads and right. well, they're not using the leads that I'm giving them. Um, so really it's changing, changing that conversation around. That's great. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about how Sales Navigator has become such an integral part of CRM, uh, like Dynamics 365 that we use. We, I personally live and die by Sales Navigator and, and Salesforce as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so you mentioned the, the two primary uh, CRM platforms that LinkedIn Sales Navigator is, integrates with at the highest level uh, today. And so that capability is both visual UI elements that are inside of the uh, sales experience uh, within CRM, as well as capabilities around the CRM sync, like the activity right back that I mentioned. Yep. So really the focus there is on ways to improve the productivity of the salesperson. Yep by getting the data in the right place. So whether they're looking at a account, contact or opportunity form and get some insights served up to them or the ability to engage through Sales Navigator right from inside um, the record, or when they're in Sales Navigator, being able to see, is this potential prospect or account already in 
our CRM system. And maybe I need to do a little additional research because maybe someone's already working with them or uh, being able to write back the activity to increase my productivity by not making me do data entry or, or double entry of data. Yeah. And so there are pieces on both sides um, to enhance the value of both platforms. Right. Um, what recommendations do you have for someone that is, uh, maybe they're just starting out with this tool um, integrated with their CRM. What's your recommendation for how they should get the most value out of the platform? The, I'll say, I know we, we bandy about crawl, walk, run a lot in, in our world. Uh, but I think that that's a good approach to take is identify who within the organization is going to get the most out of the platform initially, out of Sales Navigator, or out of integrating Sales Navigator with the, the CRM platform and start there and you know, begin to understand how they're using it, what's going well, um, where there's room for improvement. And uh, for customers who meet a certain level, they get a customer success manager uh, assigned who can help with training and onboarding and ensuring that they're maximizing the value of their investment and then expanding out from there to other groups. So often customers think, well, it's our field sellers. It's our field sellers, it's our hunters who are the best fit for this because they're out prospecting. Mm -hmm. And so that's often where an organization will begin and then might expand into the farmers, the relationship managers, might expand further into if they are an organization that has um, customer success or customer service, um, that, that is very hands-on, that might be another place. Um, and sometimes even tying in marketing or inside sales, mm -hmm. especially if it's longer sales cycles. So there's a very much a natural progression uh, mm -hmm. to, to expanding the program and, and getting the most value out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, sales Navigator sits alongside uh, many other sales enablement tools. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, you're, you're right there. The it's, I would say it's not quite as saturated as the, the mark tech stack, uh, you know, marketing technology in no organization exists on a single solution. Uh, but within sales enablement, there are still a lot of different solutions focused on inside sales, on sales enablement, on sales productivity. And, you know, it's, we're no stranger to that at LinkedIn, so in addition to the CRM partners that we work with, we have a program called SNAP, our Sales Navigator Application Partner Program that enables um, strategic partners to tie in um, the Sales Navigator value into their platforms. Uh, so again, whether that's a marketing automation solution or a sales enablement solution, um, having more of a seamless experience where it's not every tool siloed by itself, but you have a seamless experience where that familiar sales navigator profile or engagement activity is accessible and creates more of a seamless experience for the salesperson. Right. That's awesome. Tell us about some of the new features. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier about, some, about one of them, but what are some of the new features our listeners may not be aware of yet? 
Sure. So every quarter, uh, we do a quarterly product roadmap and uh, release updates. And, you know, this year, despite the pandemic, uh, has, has not slowed us down from introducing new capabilities. Uh, within the last year, we have added, I would say, two uh, primary uh, new features. One is data validation. Uh, so the, the first use case for our data validation is data validation on job change. So this allows uh, any, any saved lead that you have, so any person profile that you're tracking, if they update their LinkedIn profile, they've moved to a new company, it can flag the uh, record in CRM to say that this person may no longer be at the company uh, to which you have them associated. And that ties in with native reports that are uh, built out in, in you know, both uh, Dynamics 365 for sales and Salesforce that alert you to not only folks who have changed and may need to have a review of their profile, but opportunities that may be at risk, as well as opportunities that may be latent because they've moved to a new organization that you don't have a relationship with. Mm -hmm. uh, so being able to tap into that value very rapidly by having invested in, um, you know, tracking uh, those people that you care about. Yeah. Uh, so the data validation is a very exciting uh, newer feature. Um, another one that we've added that enhances the relationship with CRM is contact creation. This is a, a long time uh, ask from our customers. And the contact creation allows me to go to a LinkedIn Sales Navigator profile. And with the click of a button, it pre-populates a form where it's going to put in uh, public fields uh, from the, the record. So it's not taking any of that private information. We you know, rely on trust. So I want to emphasize that, but it will take first name, last name, title and company. And then if there are additional required fields that your organization has uh, to save a record into the CRM, those can be uh, enabled like email address or phone number. And then it'll put that uh, record in CRM. And if you already have that record in CRM with the notification uh, badge uh, that I mentioned earlier, you can refresh the data uh, from CRM or uh, from Sales Navigator into CRM. So it's a, a rich way, again, to reduce double data entry yep. and ensure that you're working with um, the right folks um, and engaging in the right way. Yeah, those are huge. Two new, I mean, both of those, they're, that's incredible. Uh, Absolutely. The engagement, being able to engage when people change jobs, um, that, that's so important. And being able to prompt it so you're not having to actively look and maintain that. But it, again, it's much more efficient to have the system prompt you when that happens. That's tremendous. Um, so when you're doing your job, um, what are some of the common questions you get asked? I'll say in my role, since I'm working with the LinkedIn and the Microsoft folks across both existing Sales Navigator customers, um, existing Dynamics customers, net new Dynamics customers, net new Sales Navigator customers, there are a wide variety of questions. Um, I would say some of the most common ones, especially when we're trying to establish uh, an initial Sales Navigator program or expand one is, are my salespeople using LinkedIn? And are my prospects on LinkedIn? And, you know, having 
having moved over to LinkedIn and seeing just the the incredible amount of insights that we can bring to a, a, a customer to show them, you know, how effectively their sellers are leveraging LinkedIn, even LinkedIn.com, the, you know, the free platform, um, and where there might be missed opportunities to uncover more value, um, relationships that they didn't identify, but that exist within the organization, or engagement that they could have had, but didn't, didn't see that there was um, some interest uh, on the part of the the prospect. Um, that's a, a huge piece that we bring bring to bear. Um, and then in terms of the, uh, you know, are my prospects uh, on LinkedIn being able to show with some of the search capabilities how to slice and dice the data uh, to really get, I mean, even zip code level specific uh, and understanding what types of roles or levels within the organization matter most and be able to, to share that with a customer. It's usually pretty eye-opening. Yeah. I love to ask this question to everybody because I, I never know what I'm going to hear, but okay. do you have a, a funny sales story from your career you could share with us? I've got one that immediately comes to mind, but it is, uh, it's not appropriate to share with our studio audience. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you some other time, but uh, one that's a, a little more uh, suitable for work is I, so I went to college in St. Louis and have a territory now that includes St. Louis. So uh, a little over uh, about a year and a half ago, I, I was almost two years now, I guess uh, it's already almost winter. Um, I had a January visit to St. Louis, to one of the you know, St. Louis suburbs for a customer meeting. And it's a, it's a fairly sizable customer within the area. So I booked my travel. I booked my hotel. I you know, made sure that the hotel was really close to the office, uh, the customer office that I was going to. Got in that evening, met up with one of my, uh, you know, my Microsoft colleagues, uh, he took me to a blues game, had a, had a great time, got home, woke up in the morning, gave myself plenty of time to have some breakfast and get ready and drove to the office for the meeting. And I don't see anybody I know. And, you know, usually the, we're waiting in our cars, they're warming up, especially that time of year, just uh, until it's time for everyone to go in together. Right. Nobody. So I'm like, Okay, I'll give him a few minutes. I got I got plenty of time. And then I get a text from from this colleague and he says, "Where are you? I don't I don't see you." I said, "I'm right here. Where are you?" He said, "I'm at their office, you know, on such and such a street." And I said, "Wait, that's where the meeting is?" Oh my. I'm like, wait, really? And I said, I looked it up online. It looked like it was going to be at this office. No, they had to move because they had a bigger group and they didn't update the appointment. Oh my. But everybody else, everybody was local knew. Right. So, you know, I, I, I get back on the road and it had been a snowy day. So I'm driving slowly and I still make it in time, but it, you know, I got some grief when I, you know, oh, yeah. got into the office and they were waiting for me to get set up. Uh, so always, always, always 
triple check where yeah. that meeting is supposed to be. Oh, you're so lucky you gave yourself, you got there so early and gave yourself time. Yeah. That's a good role to live by because you just don't know what's going to happen. But, oh, that's crazy, man. Talking about sweating some bullets there. That, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Let's talk. You, you have an extensive background in CRM uh, with your work with Microsoft and Dynamics 365. What are some of the common CRM problems you've seen? Hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting. I, I've worn multiple hats in the CRM space. I've been an end user, a seller, a consultant, and a, a developer. Um, so, so I've seen bits and pieces sort of everywhere. I think probably some of the biggest issues that I've seen or biggest challenges are assuming that a change in technology is going to solve a problem that is not a technology problem. Right. And over-engineering a system to address other challenges, either process or people uh, within an organization. Yeah, we see that a lot. Uh, yeah. What are your keys to success uh, that you know sales leaders should be looking for for CRM implementation? I think one big thing is you know whether you're a, a waterfall and agile or another implementation methodology, go slow and validate. Um, you don't, you don't need, I mean, I know the waterfall approach is kind of waning in popularity, but you, you don't need to try to build out everything for everybody up front. Mm -hmm. And, you know, similarly to what I said about, you know, starting with the people who are going to get the most benefit from sales navigator, start with the people who are going to get the most benefit from enhancements to your tools. Mm -hmm. And another big thing, try to stay native whenever possible, get familiar with what the platform can offer out of the box rather than either trying to build things internally to match an older system or a homegrown system or process or falling for the um, consultants. And most consultants are, are responsible and good about this, but sometimes consultants want to prove their mettle by building out things that could really be more easily adjusted by using native functionality and tweaking a process. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. So I'd say those are probably the big things. Yep. How does CRM help your organization? Oh, it's, it's, it's the, it's the alpha and omega. I mean, it's, it's our source of truth. It yep. is our source of collaboration. Um, considering that LinkedIn is for business units, we, you know, we have our sales solutions we've been talking about, but we also have our marketing solutions, our talent solutions, and our learning solutions. And, you know, even though those sales organizations tend to be going after different folks within businesses, there's still a lot of overlap around the organizations that we're selling to um, and the conversations that we're having. So having that visibility into who else is working with an account or who else is working with a, a contact within an account uh, is valuable. And then our system is engineered. So it not only is the source of truth for you know, forecasting and pipeline and sales uh, process, but also then when deals are closed, one triggers the provisioning within our backend system. So it is a, a critical piece um, uh, from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Um, 
we're co coming up on the end of our time here. Um, what is the last point on sa Sales Navigator you would like to leave our audience with? Um, I would say for, for salespeople and sales organizations that have a business-to-business -business sales component, Sales Navigator is definitely a tool that if you're not using, should at least evaluate because in the years that I've been in sales, uh, focused on, on, on B2B selling, it is a game changer really? in terms of getting access to the right people, being able to engage with personalized insights and being able to drive more meaningful conversations that can you know, accelerate your sales cycle. Yeah. I love your background. We talked about this a little bit before we started the recording. Could you tell us about your background? Sure. Uh, I'm a, a member and a big fan of the Seed Savers uh, organization in Decorah, Iowa. And it's a, it's a farm, uh, an active farm, as well as an organization focused on preserving heirloom produce. And so you can get seeds from them. There's even a, a, a catalog where there's a community of folks who can share seeds and, uh, around different varieties, heirlooms across pretty much anything you'd want to grow, um, produce and flowers. Uh, they have a, an orchard uh, of heirloom apple trees. Oh, that's amazing. And it's, and, and it's, it's a place you can visit. So you can go and you can walk through their farms. They've got some hiking trails. They even have some heirloom livestock. They have these beautiful uh, white cows um, that are just stunning. Uh, and so just the, I, when the pandemic began, they released some backgrounds. And so I occasionally like to put them up, especially this time of year, it's nice to see some green. Yeah, I, I bet kids would just have a ball going there and walking around. That's just so much to look at. That's amazing. Uh, if listeners want to reach out to learn more about Sales Navigator, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, they can reach me on LinkedIn. I am the only uh, Jacob Cinnamon hyphen Murphy on LinkedIn. Um, uh, so it's easy to find me. Uh, they, and you know, they can feel free to reach out, uh, send me a message. Um, and you know, I'm happy to, to answer any questions they have or engage further. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed listening to you. Terrific insight. Um, thank you for sharing uh, with us today and being on Sales Lead Dog. Thank you, Chris. This has been great. As we end this discussion on Sales Lead Dog, be sure to subscribe to catch all our episodes. On social media, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Watch the videos on YouTube, and you can also find our episodes on our website at impellercrm.com forward slash sales lead dog. Sales lead dog is supported by Impeller CRM, delivering objectively better CRM for business, guaranteed.